certainly here in the Northeast, uh, this Omicron variant of COVID got people spooked. There's no doubt about it. And here on Long Island, where I am, uh, we get a high rate of transmission of COVID now. It's not as intense as the original COVID. So fewer people going to the hospital, fewer people are dying. And if you are vaccinated, it protects you, you know, more. There are crossover cases. We all know that. Um, But today, uh, President Biden, seeking to reassure the nation, um, basically said it's all about the vaccination. Roll the first clip. Thanks to the progress on vaccinations this fall, we've gone from nearly 90 million adults in July who had not even started their vaccination process to fewer than 40 million today. Still too many, but down from 90 to 40. All these people who have not been vaccinated, you have an obligation to yourselves, to your families, and quite frankly, I know I'll get criticized for this, to your country. So I agree with uh, President Biden on that. I think it's a patriotic act to get vaccinated, even if you're, you know, scared, as a lot of people are, and you don't trust the government. Obviously, many people don't. Um, But the medical stats, and again, a lot of people don't believe them, don't trust them, but they say and this is coming from the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, if you're vaccinated, you are less likely to spread all forms of COVID. So for me, I'm just talking personally now, I say, okay, I'm going to get vaccinated to protect myself, my family, and to do what I think is best for the country. Simple equation. Now, we'll deal with the unvaccinated and that mentality coming up. We got Donald Trump on the vaccine. We, we got a really, I think, the best program in the country on this tonight. So I'll hang tough. Now, the second part of um, the speech today, and it was a speech, he's reading off the teleprompter, um, was Mr. Biden getting personal. Go. I got my booster shot as soon as they were available. And just the other day, former President Trump announced he had gotten his booster shot. It may be one of the few things he and I agree on. People with booster shots are highly protected. Join them. Join us. It's been six months or more since my second shot. If it's been six months or more for your second shot when I got my booster, you can get yours today. If you've been six months or more since your second shot. And he should have explained that, but he didn't. All right, because the vaccine wanes. So, but they don't know precisely how much time. And same thing if you have COVID, that you have antibodies, but they don't know when the antibodies wear off. There's a lot people don't know. And Mr. Biden should have been more explicit in uh, that explanation because he's got the best data. Now, After the uh, address, he took questions, Mr. Biden did, largely incoherent. And the White House Press Corps, they they don't know what to do because no government can stop the COVID spread. You can see it all over the world. I mean, how fast was this South African variant? It was like boom, 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 bang. I mean, it's so frightening. This virus is so frightening because 
you know, I've, I've always said it's a lethal warning. This is a warning. Now, I'm a faith-based guy, so I attribute the warning to a higher power. But even if you don't believe, if this were a biological occurrence that was worse, and I don't know, I mean, you have 800,000 dead in America. <laughs> Pretty bad. Um, but you can imagine they can wipe out the world. They can wipe everybody out. It's like a science fiction movie. So recapping today, uh, I don't have any beef with uh, what President Biden did. Uh, the only thing he can do is encourage mass vaccinations. He did that. A lot of people don't like Biden that won't get vaccinated. And that's just the reality of life in America. Now, Okay, so let's go to Donald Trump, who's also affected by this COVID stuff. So as you may know, we were in Houston on Saturday and uh, Dallas on Sunday, Donald Trump and myself, for the history tour. And in Dallas, with a packed house, um, we got to talking about the vaccine. And you remember Operation Warp Speed. It was a miracle that uh, the United States developed the vaccine in nine months, and to this day, almost two years after COVID broke out, Russia, no vax. China, no vax. Brazil, Sri Lanka, no vax. Nobody in the world has done it but us. So I did put that question to Trump in the live show. Go. We got a vaccine done in less than nine months. It was supposed to take from five to 12 years. Because of that vaccine, because of that vaccine, millions and millions of people, I think this would have been the Spanish flu of 1917, where up to 100 million people died. This was going to ravage the country far beyond what it is right now. Take credit for it. Take credit for it. It's a great, what we've done is historic. Don't let them take it away. Don't take it away from ourselves. You're playing that, you're playing right into their hands when you sort of like, oh, the vaccine. If you don't want to take it, you shouldn't be forced to take it. No mandates, but take credit because we saved tens of millions of lives. Take credit. Don't let them take that away from you. Okay, so the president made news. Do you agree with that? Right? Both the president and I are vaxxed, and uh, did you get the booster? Yes. I got it too. Okay, so. Um... Oh, don't, 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 no, no. That's all. There's a very tiny group over there. So about 12,000 in the building and maybe 50 people boo, they're anti-vaxxers. And anti-vaxxers don't like the vaccine. They're about, I think the latest number is 40 million Americans estimated to be anti-vaxxers. Uh, and there's a variety of reasons. Fear is the most common, but then there are conspiracy people that think, you know, they're injecting something into your body and toes are gonna fall off in five years, whatever it may be. Um, but the anti-vaxxers, don't suspend their rights because they're not going along with the program. You see, now I, and you know this because I've gotten literally hundreds of letters, I believe the best way to protect yourself is to be vaccinated, and I've said that quite clearly. However, dissent is allowed in this country, and that's what I talked to Dan Abrams about last night on News Nation. Roll the tape. You know, you mentioned fear being a reason people aren't getting vaccinated. There are a lot of people out there, and I think there's some truth to it. 
which is that some of the people on Fox News in particular have been making people reluctant to get the vaccine based on what they've been saying publicly in particular. I listen to them way too much credit. Nobody makes anybody. Nobody makes anybody anything. I did. I did it for more than 20 years. I didn't say make. There are some people on Fox News. Yes, you did. Yeah, you said make. If I said make, I should have said I should have said influenced are responsible for potentially making people afraid. This is what nobody understands. And I'm going to make it quite clear. The people who on Fox News who don't like the vax have a perfect right to that opinion. They have a perfect right to it, okay? And I'm going to say, my opinion is, that doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Wait a minute. If they believe in their heart that the vax, for whatever reason, is not worthy or not good, that's their job to say what they think. Now, really, if I'm there, facts facts don't matter. Everything's opinion on the air. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll counter. Yeah, that's what I'll do because that's my opinion that the vax does save lives but i don't resent them or want to shut it's them not opinion, up bill because they have an opposite opinion but you know this is an opinion you just said it yourself that it saved x number of lives whatever that number is it's, it's not an opinion. opinion that it's that sure it, it saves is. lives these are, the vaccine has saved lives is an opinion people. right so 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 it's an opinion Look, the vaccine they has don't saved believe lives. that they believe they I believe, they natural believe immunity they're, they're Look, wrong they're, Natural immunity is real, by the way. Well, but I'm not, wait, I'm not, I'm not, we're not talking about natural immunity. I'm talking about, when I say natural immunity, I mean in particular once you get the d- disease, et cetera. I'm talking about the fact that the vaccine works. That's a fact. When I say works, okay. it means but it prevents people Abrams, from dying. Abrams. Right? All right. But they're going to say because they don't like the vaccine for whatever reason, it. and there are a million of them. They're going to say, oh, there's crossovers. Oh, look at the Kansas right. City of Chiefs course, coach. Yeah. He was vaccinated yes. and he got it. So you can't deal with that. All you can deal with as a reporter, which you are, is present the medical science. If the conspiracy people want to go into the ozone layer, they have a right You're to do it. You're saying it's their right but to do it. You're saying it's their right to do it. Right. We have a responsibility. We uh, in the uh, punditry to put forth the strongest argument. And the strongest argument is, as you just said, the vaccine saves lives. And that's what President Trump said. So uh, we're talking past each other a little bit. So Abrams thinks that if the medical science contradicts an opinion, which at this point it does, all right, so the medical science says if you take the vax, you're more protected. You're less likely to die or be hospitalized. That's what the medical science says. No dispute about that. But Abrams says because of that, that the other opinion is invalidated. Not in our country. Not in our country. So you can go up against the medical science if you want. I think you're losing the argument to do so. And I think that President Trump was pretty straightforward. And he said, look, The vaccine that we developed in a miracle nine months has saved millions of lives, which it has. But no matter what you say, 40 million people aren't going to believe you. And they have a right to that. So that was what I was trying to get across. So many in this country, particularly in the media, want to shut down the opinion of the anti-vaxxers. They don't want to hear it. 
And if you take that opinion, then you're the devil. You're a bad person. All right. I think that's counter to our republic. I want to hear what the anti-vaxxers have to say. And I have to tell you, through all this time, almost two years now, I have never, ever heard a cogent argument that swayed my opinion off the vaccine being the best protection from anyone. They always go into the conspiratorial area, and I am not a conspiracy guy. So I thought it was very interesting. Once again, we thank Dan Abrams and News Nation for having us on. Many people wouldn't. Um, They're afraid of me, and um, that's just the way it is. Latest COVID stats for you. Over 800,000 Americans are dead from COVID. Boy, 829,000 are dead. Confirmed cases in the USA, 52 million. 332 million people, 52. And 73% of the new cases in the country were caused by this new variant, Omicron. All right, so those are the latest stats. And once again, as we said at the top of the program with uh, President Biden, government can't stop this. It's going to have to play out on its own. But we, the people, can protect ourselves. And, you know, we've been through that. All right, let's get to California. So uh, between July 1st, 2020 and July 1st, 2021, this year, one year, California has lost 173,000 people at least. This is what they know about. A lot of people have lives they don't know about. People are streaming out of California. There are four reasons, okay? One is housing costs. If you live on the coast, it's insane to buy a house. Two, high taxes everywhere. They're killing you with taxes in Sacramento. Three, wokeness. It is the headquarters of cancel culture, of CRT, of all of that, California, okay? And four is crime, out of control in Los Angeles and San Francisco, all right? Totally out of control. Now, why? because the district attorneys in those cities will not prosecute crimes. That's why, you know, crime and punishment, there's no punishment, you're gonna have crime. I think we all know that. So why, why, who are these people? Well, research shows that George Soros has funded a number of people, district attorneys across the country who will not enforce the law. Some examples. Kim Fox in Chicago, Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, Alvin Bragg, he is the new DA in Manhattan. I mean, he's a piece of work. Jack Stolsteimer in Pennsylvania, Delaware County, Diana Beckin in Contra Costa County, California, and more and more. Soros pours hundreds of millions of dollars into DA races to get people who will not enforce the law. So a guy wrote a really interesting column about this. His name is Scott McKay. He's joining us now from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He's a columnist for the American Spectator and publisher of TheHayRide.com. So I have a lot of questions for you, Scott. Number one, I get a lot of mail saying, isn't what Soros is doing by funding these local races illegal? Is he doing anything illegal? Well, I would say he's not, um, which is unfortunate, I guess. But, you know, folks have the right to contribute to political campaigns. Uh, the problem that you have is what George Soros is doing is is highly um, it's not illegal, but it's against public 
policy and, and, and the public good. Um, and I guess the only way to do it is to try to counter it with, you know, money to, to fund DA uh, candidates that oppose people like Chesa Bowden in, in San Francisco or George Gascon in, in Los Angeles or Kim Fox or some of these other folks. Yeah, but they don't know. They don't know about it. Okay. If people don't know, this is all stealth. Guys like you have to dig it out, me. Yeah. All right. People don't know what Soros is doing with this money. They don't know he's devo- pouring money into local races. And when you are running for DA, if you're in a county and you get $40 million, that means you buy TV time and, and the people running against you don't have $40 million and they're not oh, going to get $40 million. All right. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, before George Soros came along, a DA race, even in a big city, was you know, $150,000, $200,000 race. Right. Um, I mean, he came in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, and bankrolled a guy by the name of James Stewart, nine hundred thousand dollars in a D.A. race in Shreveport, Louisiana. Nobody ever seen this kind of money before. It was a hundred thousand dollar race before. And the guy Um, won. That guy absolutely won. And Shreveport is now one of the most dangerous cities in the United States. Right. Set murder records off the charts. And they don't prosecute much of anything that's not a, a, a totally violent crime. Um, you know, this guy Krasner in, in Philadelphia, where they've had 500 murders this year, where they, you know, there was a very well-publicized institute of a gang rape on a train, and everybody pulled their phone out and took video rather than you know, call 911, because what's the point of doing that? So we see I mean, that these, was 1.4 million. Yeah, we see these atrocities in the newspapers, some newspapers, a lot of them just don't report it anymore. Right. And everybody knows what's happening in Chicago and San Francisco and everybody and everybody knows. But you know what? The, these people that I mentioned, you just mentioned Fox, on they don't hide it. They come no. flat out and say, we think the justice system is racist. We think they want to put black people away. So we're not going to even prosecute them. We're going to let them do exactly what they want. And some people still pull the lever and they say, OK, we want, you know, a thousand people shot in Chicago and killed most of whom are black. So the mentality of that escapes me. I can't figure that out. Well, I think a lot of a lot of this is just, you know, the money gets out there. These guys are are able to push a message. And it's I'm not going to say it's it's a stealth thing from a from an open standpoint. They're talking about criminal justice reform and those kinds of things. But the fact of the matter is, um, you know, most people don't realize what that means until they actually get a snoot full of somebody like a Gascon or a Kim Fox or whatever. Having said that, Larry Krasner got re-elected. Re-elected. Unbelievable. Um, Now, Bill, there is is an issue here, which is that these are all, and give Soros some credit, because when he got started, his first thing like this that he did was secretary of state races across the country, right? And that kind of failed because people in the suburbs, there were enough Republican voters who realized this guy's trying to fix elections. and, And so that kind of crashed and burned. And if they knew that it was a Soros secretary of state candidate, it actually turned out vote against them. So instead he goes and he throws this money into these DA races in cities which are Democrat cities where Republicans can't get elected. And there's no Republican money to counter it because like, what's the difference, right? It's two Democrats running. One of them likes law and order, maybe a little, and the other one is a Soros candidate. And it's a bad investment for Republican money. Yeah, there's no opposition to it. That, that's what's happening in New York City, uh, sure. where it's six to one registered Democrats. Last question. In your research and in your uh, studying the situation, why would a guy like George Soros, 
all right, who as a child was subject to the Nazi regime and all that violence that took place there. Why would he want more violence? Why would he want uh, the criminal justice system to break down? Do you have any idea? I mean, you can come up with lots of theories. At the end of the day, all I can really say about this guy is that he is a textbook James Bond villain, right? Like everything George Soros does can, you know, somebody of average intelligence can look at that and say, you're going to break society down, you know, in, in little bitty ways doing what you're doing. But, you know, we, we talk about secretary of state races, we talk about DAs and what the effect on crime is. Every city in America has these, you know, uh, left-wing nonprofit advocacy groups that have basically taken over the Democrat machine in all of these places. Um, and they control, basically, they have turned the Democrats from a party of maybe union people and kind of working class folks into this hard left, you know, socialist vanguard. And Soros's money is the number one result of this. So I think maybe it's a power trip. And it's, hey, you know, we'll break this and, and rule Thousands, thousands of people are dying, Scott. Thousands of people are dying that should not die. We appreciate it's, it. Have a very Merry Christmas. Thanks for helping us out. We, Bill, thank right. you. This uh, story has not been widely reported. Nick Sandman, you'll remember him. Uh, he was at a pro-life march in D.C. Um, got involved in a controversy with a Native American man. And the networks and left-wing press vilified him. Well, he has settled with NBC News. They're going to pay Nick some money. He's 19 now. He was 16 when the incident took place. So that means that Nick has settled with CNN, with The Washington Post, and now with NBC. The settlements are confidential, but you know that Nick Salmon is a very wealthy young man. Still outstanding, New York Times, CBS News, ABC News, Rolling Stone, and Gannett. And I think Nick will, if, if they go to court on any of them, he'll win. Um, so you should know about it. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes? and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part, this spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. All right, let's go to the Pentagon. Now, this is a story that I cannot verify because it's all anonymous stuff, and I hate to report it, but, you know, I have to in the sense that uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who does what he's told, okay, he's not like a, a defense secretary that has a unique opinion on life. Austin's a bureaucrat. 
So they're going after the uh, extremism factor again. I don't know why, because I've looked at all the data and there are not a lot of military people who are in the extremist category. But they're rooting them out and um, they want to make sure troops are clear on what they can and can't do. The new policy says that you can't advocate terrorism. Well, that would be treason. So you get charged for that. You cannot support the overthrow of the American government. Again, treason. You get charged. You can't fundraise if you're in the military. That's interesting. No fundraising. And you cannot like on uh, the Twitter or the Internet. You can't put a like on there for some Nazi group or extremist group. Now, they don't say right wing here, but it's obviously all that. So are the military banned from supporting Black Lives Matter? Mr. Austin, that's an extremist group. Black Lives Matter is a communist group. They want to overthrow the government. Are you going to come down on military people who are supporting Black Lives Matter, sir? This is a bunch of garbage, this. This is all trying to make Americans think that there's some big right-wing Nazi movement ready to swoop in. And it is. Uh, again, I'm not going to give you the stats because it's anonymous sources. I can't verify them, so I'm not wasting my time. So yesterday we told you that uh, Senator Manchin, West Virginia Democrat, uh, because he killed the Build Back Better bill, uh, my opinion is going to switch to the Republican Party. And, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. But certainly people are talking about it. We'll take he, uh, he doesn't fit well over there. But that's a decision ultimately he has to make. Um, we, we certainly welcome them to join us if he was so inclined. Okay, so he was on the radio, I guess, McConnell saying that. But what's interesting to me is that you don't have to do anything. As we said yesterday, if you're an elected person to the House or the Senate and you want to switch parties, you can just switch. You don't have to go back to your district. There's not a re-election. You can say, ah, I don't like these people anymore. I'm going to be this. Now, some people say Manchin's going to become an independent like the guy in Maine. But he caucuses with the Democrats. I don't, Democrats don't want anything to do with Manchin now. So I think Manchin, because West Virginia is a red state, uh, went big for Trump. I think he might go to the Republican Party. But again, I could be wrong. So here's a story that's just annoying, just annoys me to death. So in the last 10 years, in the city of Chicago, 6,746 people have been murdered. 6,746. And it's accelerated. This year, more than 1,000 people will be murdered in the Windy City. More than 80% of those people are black or were black because they're not here anymore on the planet. They're dead. 80%. Okay. Now, you should hear an outcry from the president to uh, the head of the FBI to uh, the governor of Illinois Pritzker, the worst governor in the country, and Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago. You should hear an outcry. Minority people are being slaughtered on the streets of Chicago. BLM, Black Lives Matter, where are they? Nowhere. No way. Because it's blacks killing blacks. Then they don't want to talk about that. So Lightfoot finally, under enormous pressure, because she is, you know, the combination of Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, and Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, is like, you got nobody there. Nobody. Well, here's what Lightfoot said yesterday. Go. 
Only the federal government has the resources and reach to make a meaningful dent in illegal gun trafficking across state lines. They must do more, and we are ready, willing, and able to work in further partnership in this crucial work. Yeah, that's right, lady. Is the guns across state line? That's what's doing it. Not the people pulling the trigger of the gun. No, 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 no. It's the guns coming in from the South or wherever. No, the federal government's going to stop it. I guess maybe they'll put a wall up around Chicago. Like, the, you know, oh, that's right. There's no wall on the border. And it will stop those guns. The guns are kind of walking on the Dan Ryan Expressway themselves right up. But no, no people doing it. No criminals. No, 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 no. We can't, can't do that. Kim Fox, DA in Cook County. Oh, no. Kim Fox, if you remember, there was a shootout, a gang shootout, all right, where hundreds of rounds were fired. Okay. People inside the house, people outside the house. Fox said, well, we're not, we're not going to prosecute that because it was an equal thing. <laughs> it was insane. This is what Cook County is, what Chicago is. That's why thousands of people are dying. We're not going to go after those people. Now, I've said this and said this and said this. I told President Obama and I told President Trump. The only way you are going to break the cycle of murder in Chicago is to put the National Guard in the neighborhoods where the drug gangs rule. You've got to understand what happens. These are ghetto neighborhoods. The drug gangs have the power. People are not going to testify against them because the drug gangs will kill the witness and their whole family. So you don't get any cooperation. The drug gangs, they walk out, they sell their narcotics, they're armed to the teeth, and they kill each other over territory. And if you're in the middle of the crossfire, you're dead. If the kids are playing on a playground and that's where the gunfire is, they're dead. You're not going to stop it. The cops in Chicago, for whatever reason, probably Lightfoot and Fox, they say we're not even going to bother with it. Because it puts us in harm's way. If we get into a shootout, we're going to be prosecuted, not the gang members. And we might get shot in the head for what? We bring them in, they're out on bail, and they're not prosecuted. I'm sorry, but that is the mentality of many police officers, not only in Chicago, but in all these liberal cities. If you put the National Guard on the streets in those neighborhoods, it stops immediately. The National Guard cannot arrest, but it can detain. And then the feds got to figure out a way to charge the drug gangs with RICO statutes. Take it out of the local and charge them with federal crimes. You don't have to be a genius to figure this out, but nobody will do it. Obama wouldn't do it, even though Chicago is ostensibly his hometown. And Donald Trump didn't do it either. And I had conversations with both men saying, this is it. This is what has to happen. And this is never going to stop until it does. Just it just pains me should not be happening in the United States of America. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, 
the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, so there's a poll by YouGov. I don't know what YouGov is, but they did a 42,000 people survey across 38 countries asked a very simple question who do you admire most in the world let's go with the men uh, up top i should do the women first but we'll do cross it up put it on the screen top five most admired men uh number one barack obama uh, number two uh, bill gates now i don't really get bill gates yeah, okay, he's a tech guy and everything, but do I, do I admire Bill Gates? No. Now, three is shocking. President Xi of China. Now, he, this guy is a killer. And, you know you know about the Uyghurs and the concentration camps in Western China. This guy's a killer. What he did to Hong Kong and the people there wanted freedom. And he's the third most admired people in the world. how screwed up this world is. All right, the fourth most admired is soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, he kicks uh, a little round ball. And the fifth is actor Jackie Chan. Now, I like Jackie Chan. All right, I like him. But it shows you what the Chinese influence is here with Xi and Chan. Um, but do I admire Jackie? <laughs> no. I don't, I don't unadmire him. Is that a word, unadmire? But, you know, in a world where so many people are helping so many other people. Now, Chan, he's an entertainer. and All right. So uh, the women. Let's throw the women on up. First is Michelle Obama. The Obama is obviously worldwide very popular. Uh, second, I don't get it, Angelina Jolie. She, I guess, adopts a lot of children and does humanitarian work. I don't really follow her very closely. Third, Queen Elizabeth II. I do understand that. Uh, it's a woman with dignity in her mid-90s, still kicking. Uh, fourth, Oprah Winfrey. Um, okay. Uh, I think Oprah does a lot of good. I'm not exactly sure, but I think she does. And then fifth, I have no idea, Scarlett Johansson. 
Now, why she is most admired, I mean, nice-looking woman, I don't know. Uh, some other notables on the list, Donald Trump clocked in at 13, Pope Francis at 16, and President Biden at 20. So Trump beat uh, Biden by seven on the most admired list. On the women's side, Vice President Harris at 11, Hillary Clinton at 12. So, you know, I, I'm not disputing uh, the YouGov survey, I, I think probably, but President Xi? I, I, what is there to admire about this man? I, I... Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, The Washington Post uh, is finally figuring out, you know, Biden's border policy is not very good, but not because it's hurting Americans. No, 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 no. The Washington Post is upset that it's hurting migrants, the people who are trying to sneak in. All right, put it on the screen. Quote, this is an editorial. Desperation south of the border with Mexico has yielded a long, grisly toll. Death in the desert and elsewhere along routes that migrants ply on their way north. That toll soared in the past year to its highest point since 2014, when the carnage was first systematically documented. Its causes are multiple, but in part represents an indictment of the incoherency of President Biden's border policy. Now, we said this very early on. You're going to have an open border. People are going to charge money. The cartels are going to charge the migrants money to get them across. That's what's happening. If the cartel wants to rape somebody, they're going to rape them. They want to shake somebody down, beat somebody up, put a bullet in somebody's head. They're going to do it because there are thousands of these poor people trying to get in here. Now, Biden doesn't know, doesn't care. But the Washington Post finally figured it out that these poor migrants and we must feel sorry for them. I gave an enormous amount of money to help these migrants. Okay, out of my own pocket. That's how sorry I feel for them. I don't want them sneaking in the country, but their situation is desperate. Okay, so, you know, the left is never going to acknowledge that the flood of two million people in here hurts Americans. They'll never acknowledge that because they want this and they're getting it. All right, the Center for Immigration Studies, citing the Census Bureau's monthly current population survey, says that the total immigrant population in the USA, both legal and illegal, is at a record 46 million, the highest number ever recorded. 46 million people born overseas are now here on our soil. As a share of the U.S. populations, it is 14 percent, 14 percent foreign born. OK, the number of immigrants in this country just from November 2020 to November 2021 
more than 2 million, and that's Biden's open border policy. Right there. Flooded it. Hispanic immigrants account for 60% of the new immigrants, and the states impacted Florida the highest, 615,000, California 451, Arizona 173, Wisconsin, isn't that interesting, Wisconsin, 156, Virginia 135. So you can see this flood of people coming into the United States that cost the taxpayer an enormous amount of money. Enormous. Thirty eight percent approve of Joe Biden's job performance. Embarrassing. Ten months in office. The national press ignored it. But a honest reporter in Cincinnati asked Mr. Biden about it. We ran this clip yesterday, but I think it's worth rerunning. My polling numbers are the same, essentially what uh, everyone from uh, Bush to uh, uh, to uh, to um, Clinton to, uh, you know, all, all of uh, Obama were at the same time. OK, so. That was a lie. But was it really? So Obama's uh, approval rating, according to Gallup, 10 months in, 53 percent. Biden's is 38 percent. That's a pretty big gap. Yet Joe Biden says his approval is the same as Barack Obama's at the same period of time. It's not true. Right. It's not true. So the people who don't like Joe Biden, are a liar. All right. But I try to be fair. So here I'm going to give you some information that you don't know. Disinformation. Do you know what disinformation is? D-I-S. Disinformation is when someone says something false and they know it's false. That's a lie. Disinformation. They know they're not telling the truth. Misinformation is when someone states a falsehood, but they don't know it's not true. They should. If you're going to say something, you should know what's true and false, but they don't really know. So I will submit to you that Biden is in the misinformation category. And I say that because if you look at the soundbite I just played you, he had trouble getting the words out of his mouth. He couldn't remember the names of Bush. Clinton, he really didn't know. And I know that somebody told him, oh, don't worry about this USA Today poll. It's an outlier. And the other presidents had the same problem in 10 months. I'm sure he was told it. Did Biden himself look it up? Did he do the research? Now, he should have because he should have known that somebody's going to ask him about this. Yeah, the national press is in the tank. And he stays away. But if you're going to go out to local Cincinnati and the reporter has got the IQ over 50, that reporter is going to ask you about that. So Biden should have researched it and he should have known. But I believe he did not. Number one, he's too lazy to do it. And here's the big thing. Joe Biden doesn't care 
if what he says is true. I firmly believe that. He doesn't care. He's in the business of promoting a far left agenda, as Sean Spicer said earlier, right? That's what his business is. It's not about a precise explanation on anything. And I don't even think he's capable of doing that now at 79 years old. I could be wrong, but when you hear the word lie, always now know the difference between disinformation, that's a lie, and misinformation, which is someone who's falsifying something but doesn't really know. But again, in Biden's case, he doesn't care. Thanks for watching the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.